Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Today on TV Pilot Reviews, it's Whiplash J.K. Simmons versus Juno J.K. Simmons as we discuss his brand new prestige star vehicle, counterpart so don't move a muscle you're tuning into the destination for tv superfan discussion after buzz tv and now let the buzz begin okay is that right am i dabbing you are dabbing it's the whitest moment it's the moment in human history to be asking if I dab correctly we just we retired it Jeff I love you I love you too buddy um, and I love all of you who are tuned in to TV Pilot Reviews here on After Buzz TV as I mentioned today we're covering um, Star's brand new series Counterparts to make it clear really quick guys this is a show where we just review the pilot of TV series so um, there is a counterpart after show and they'll probably have a more in-depth specific review but our job is to evaluate each show purely based on the pilot that we watch so as I mentioned we watch Stars of Series counterpart we're playing the song It Takes Two because tw- the twin component of this show is a very important one um, before we get into the review guys let's introduce ourselves my name is Jeff Graham if you want to find me online you're able to do that on Twitter at Jeffrey C. Graham and I have a beautiful woman to my left named Linda Antwi Linda Hi. take it away Linda Antwi. You can find me all over social media as Linda So Girly. And I think that my uh, doppelganger name is going to be uh, Michelle. Ooh. That's my middle name. There, that's where nice. I got it from. Yeah, exactly. Uh, guys, I'm Sam Davidson. You can find me online at SamD43, Twitter and Instagram, and I'm in the live chat, so please, please let us know what you think. And Sam, is your middle name Linda? Is that right? Or uh, uh, It's, uh, it's <laughs> Michelle Linda. Yeah. Yeah. Michelle, yeah. Lin- yeah. Michelle Linda. It it's Michelle Linda. Michelle Linda. Yeah. And I'm D'Angelo. You guys can hit me up on Twitter at D'Angelo TV or on Instagram at D'Angelo. Cool. Um, so we're talking counterpart today, guys. Brand new show on Stars. Um, Stars has these really high budget shows. Um, Outlander is a big show that they do. Um, American Gods. They really have these incredibly power. high power. Yeah, it's funny because even compared to HBO, their stuff feels very, very high budget. Um, true. Very true. But I guess they're a subscription based service, so they can do what they want. That being said, this show premiered on Sunday. It's now Wednesday. It's been out for a couple days, but um, I saw it for the first time. Obviously, when it just came out, and I'm interested in everyone's thoughts. And I think I want to start with Linda. What were your thoughts on this pilot? Um, I love the pilot. Uh, I think that it had a slow start, but not slow enough that I was not interested. Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out where are we going with this the whole time, and mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Pass or play, Linda. I'm a I'm a play and play. Great. Because the <laughs> ending when we get there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm the same way as you. It was kind of slow. I was like. Looking at my nails, doing I'm like, okay, I'm multitasking here. Am I going to like this? And then when I heard doppelganger or, like, second twin, whatever, I'm so into that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm also into other dimensions, but specifically doppelgangers. Huge fan of them. So I am all in. I am a pass. Pa- what? I did this last week. You did. You're you did. a play. It's like You're I mean play. pass instead of play. <laughs> I'm a play, and I'm a play. I think... It did have a slow start. I do have my issues with its diversity. In Maybe general, your doppelganger was trying to get you to pass on it. I think so. I think so. D'Angelo. Um, yeah, similar. Well, I love when 
you guys you recommend shows Jeff that I've never heard of mm -hmm. or even know what to expect and I don't read the description I just kind of go in Me blind mm -hmm. it's always fun because I just don't know what happens it actually the beginning and how it set us in the middle of a scene reminded me of uh, we should review the show it was like Liar or Lies mm -hmm. Liar. oh yeah. Liar it kind of that. not that it's a similar show but it felt like that how it started its sequence yeah. um, but the twist with the doppelganger and all that type of stuff I'm also really into that so mm -hmm. um, I like uh, what's it called Man in the High Castle so definitely yes. a double play for me I can see some Man in the High Castle connections I think our producer Brianna whose voice you already heard Bree did you see it? yeah I actually just finished it before the show started great what did you think? Um, I really liked it. I'm a big J.K. Simmons fan, and I love this concept of doppelgangers and this concept of people being, um, not to spoil anything, I know that you guys get into that later, but just that people being raised in similar situations could turn out to be mm -hmm. completely different people. Yeah, mm, yeah. So that's the stuff I'm most interested in, too, Bree, is sort of the more philosophical components of alternate universes. I liked it a lot. I think it's a really well-made pilot, and I think it's the type of pilot that, the type of show that really hinges on J.K. Simmons' performance. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's, he's killing the pilot, I thought. Yo, I thought he was amazing, yeah, yeah. And it's the kind of show where, in the wrong hands, I think it would have really not worked. So yeah. I've got to applaud him. Ultimately, I don't think this is the kind of show I usually watch. Um, so I'm probably a pass, even though I thought it was really good. But I would highly recommend it to audiences. So I think I'm a pass play in this situation. But I thought it was really good, and I'm so excited to talk about it. Um, that being said, we always at this point talk a bit about the development history of the show. Actually, before we do that, let me just, if you guys haven't seen it, the show is basically about your sort of average Joe, um, played by J.K. Simmons, who has this kind of bureaucratic job where he's sort of a suit who doesn't even know what he's doing every day, but it's very mundane. And then one day he finds out that the agency he's working for is actually um, a facade for a basically like a portal that um, is the door to another universe where everyone has their own counterpart. And J.K. Simmons meets his other half based on a universe that split 30 years ago. I yeah. love the way you just explained that because I wouldn't have explained it that way. I feel like I'm still processing it, yeah. but it sounds... Because when the show starts, you think, oh, I don't know. For me, I was like, is this another Billions? Like, hmm. I tried to get into it. I couldn't get into it. But then when all this other stuff came into play, that's what it is really about. Yeah. But the first ten minutes, you're like, what is this? A government, you right. know, business? I don't know. It did kind of wander at the beginning, I think. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. I think it's sort of the show is sort of doing that on purpose to mm -hmm. maybe throw us off. Wait, you can you read? Uh, maybe, maybe now I don't know. what the. I thought it was just a... A, the same universe, same era, same time, but like just different, pe like same people, but they just made different choices. Like yeah, so the impression I got, mm -hmm. and correct me if you guys disagree, was that they did this experiment thirty years ago, and that was the moment that the alternate universe split. Mm -hmm. uh. So like I got the impression, and this is minor spoiler territory. So this is what happens during the show, guys. You can tune out now if you want. But I got the impression. Spoiler alert! Yes, there it is. Thank you. Um, but I got the impression that um, they shared the exact same childhood, mm -hmm. but then there was that distinct moment when that experiment happened, and that's when the timeline split. Yeah. 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 And that's what's super <laughs> interesting to me, and that's the stuff, we're going to get into that once we talk about the show a little more in depth. So it's, but. like, interesting to me because it's, like, were they one person, and then... Did they split they off? They split yeah, off, yeah. right? Or were they always two people, but it was one universe? That's the part that's not clear, because when I was watching and researching... It was saying that uh, the split happened right at the end of the Cold War, mm. but these two in 
in the show, they say share the same DNA, they share the same memories, they share the same what wife, but they're yeah. completely different. So yeah. I'm wondering, well, is it was it one or were they two? I randomly got into an internet hole the other day, mm-hmm. kind of about this stuff before I even saw this show, by the way. Um, and it's it, I forget what god it was, but they made people literally before had two heads. Four, like, four hands, four feet. Like, we were double, and then a god kind of broke us. That was me. I was the god. Yeah. (laughs) It was uh, Jeffrey C. Graham. Yeah. So he did it. But then everyone's wandering around trying to find their other, the other part of them, and it's mm. kind of this like urban myth slash like fantastical theory. But this reminded me of that in a way. But it seems like they were together until they were split up, and then that's when their roads diverged. Mm. Here's kind of what I think, and this is like my very loose understanding of parallel universes. And for those sci-fi geeks who are watching right now, you can rip me apart in the comments. But I get the impression that there are millions of you. Parallel universes. And these two were existing at the exact same time. But some kind of experiment forced them to diverge. Mm-hmm. So it's, I think that's kind of the idea. Mm-hmm. So they were the same person because their, exist, their universes were identical, identical until the moment that they split. Mm. But that's kind of the interesting thing about this show is... Um, I don't think the show's necessarily interested in all the specifics, the hard science fiction components. It's much more interested in the soft science fiction components of what is reality, what is fate, what is regret, what would we go back and change if we had the chance to do that. And that's really what I'm digging about it. I agree with you. I uh, watched a short clip uh, by Justin, and he said, you know the board game in the beginning that we see? Yeah. It's called the Game of Go, and mm-hmm. everything from the show is derived from it. He said the board is defined by a metaphor, which is how we live our, how our lives are, we, how we live our lives and how we build our lives. So you can play this game forever, but your life, you'll never be able to figure it out. Yep. And I thought that that was pretty yeah. genius. Mm. So it's like... The intricacies of the show. Has anyone ever seen or heard of Sliding Doors? Probably not. Yeah. It, you, the movie. Yeah, with Gwyneth Paltrow. And she's about to go to a subway, and then the subway door closes. Yeah, and and then you see each story of what would have happened if she got on the train, and if she didn't, and like mm-hmm. in one sheet, spoiler alert, sorry, she dies. And right. the other, she doesn't, and it's, she lives this whole different life by just missing something by three seconds. That's mm. perfect. There's one that. where she marries Chris Martin and has a kid named Apple. It's like so <laughs> weird. That was the third one we didn't see in the movie. Um, Well, okay, so the Justin that you guys heard Linda mention is the creator of the show, a guy named Justin Marks. Weirdly, his only major other writing credit is the screenplay to the live-action version of The Jungle Book Mm -hmm. that Jon Favreau directed, which just shows you aspiring writers like myself that anything can happen, right? Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Um, Interestingly, this pilot was directed by Morton Tildum, who is a fairly well-known film director. Um, he directed The Imitation Game, which I thought was a pretty good I movie. I like that movie a lot. Me too. And then Passengers, which a lot of people didn't like, but I thought was great. I still haven't seen it. I, I heard such bad things. I yeah. didn't. I feel guilty about that. Did you guys see Passengers? <laughs> I did Bree in the booth. I saw Passengers. What did you think of it? I liked it. Me too. I thought it was like, you know, it's not the best film ever made, but right. it was a fun watch and it was kind of a cool take on what would happen if you were in that situation. Exactly. Yeah, I, I liked it too. And um, yeah, so it, it is a fun example of sort of the hybrid nature of television now, how it's so cinematic. How did you guys feel? Let's talk about just purely the directing because this is a well known director and I do think Stars pulls out of the stops. Did you guys think this was a well directed episode of television? Definitely. Um, so many things that had to be established and then I, I really like when shows just kind of put you there and mm-hmm. you just start to figure it out on yourself. I think one difficulty for this show is that 
you're going to have to see the pilot to understand what's going on. I don't think you can just pop in yeah. later in the all. season and know what the hell's going on. I mean, you could barely pop in in the first episode yeah. and know what's going on. <laughs> I mean, I I like those kind of shows, but after I figure it out, I'm like, I feel smarter now. But usually when I start a show, I'm annoyed. I go, I'm not starting the story with anybody. I'm super confused. Why are you throwing me in like this? You know what I also liked about it? I didn't know what era it was in. Like, is it hmm. supposed to be present day? Is it supposed to be, good like, point. Good point. in the past, the future? Like, I still couldn't quite figure it out. Yeah. I loved how they were, like, this, like, very futuristic kind of sense of thing where you can split worlds and yeah. go in between them, but the computers they were using looked like they were out of the <laughs> yeah, That's, that's what I mean. True. Yeah. yeah, so, like, in yeah. the beginning, that guy had, like, the super futuristic phone. At first, I thought it was just a, like, a mirror. Did you, did you notice that? The oh. assassin guy? I actually didn't no. even notice. No, I didn't see that and then, and then there was like a a fax machine or whatever. I was like, this doesn't make any Wait, sense. Wait, we can to do me. the math though. You said it was the split happened thir- at the Cold War, and mm-hmm. it's thirty years later. Yeah, yeah. so it's probably twenty nineteen. So there's a little a little bit in the future. Yeah, but that's there were some weird choices like that, like the computers having all the code, and yeah, it's sort of I did feel like was trying to both immediately reflect our world, but also make deliberate directorial choices to separate itself from our yeah. world. Yeah, which I think was smart because it could be easier for us to buy into these realities when there's something that's a little off. Right, right. that's do, fair. Do you guys watch Black Mirror at all? Yes, I feel like Black Mirror does that sometimes. I literally, yeah, I was just thinking about that, but I don't. With this show, I feel like they're specifically maybe making those choices to confuse us, and as the episodes mm. progress, it could be like, what realm or universe are we in right now? Where we do this like tight shot of the computer, we don't really see who's at the computer when it is. We just assume it's in the time period that was the scene prior, but it might not be. Mm-hmm. I do like also. Well, I think that allows them to have more freedom to do what they want to. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. this is familiar, but not that familiar, so yeah. we can do what we want type yeah. thing. Yeah, we buy in more easily as an yeah. audience. The yeah. suspension of disbelief is easier. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Uh, so it sounds like we were digging the direction of the show. Um, let's talk about this cast, because as we mentioned at the top, I think all of us agree that successful performances are really the glue that hold this show together. We can't talk about the show without talking about J.K. Simmons. Before we talk about his performance, how do you guys feel about him in general? Love him. Super fan. Yeah. yeah. I'm a big fan. And I like him. Mm-hmm. For me, a familiar face and always does a solid job. So Yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, okay, so how do we feel about his performance on the show? Cool. Yeah, I mean, it's the, the show is predicated, like you said, on his performance, and he definitely delivered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I am used to seeing him as kind of an asshole that has a heart, but his characters a lot of times annoy me. I'm like, oh, you always got to be that guy, you know, <laughs> that's giving them a hard time. But I like this because... We saw that guy, and then we saw a nice guy that's been walked all over his yeah. whole career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I liked seeing him like that. Yeah, he, he nailed his two characters, one being super timid and nice and thoughtful, and the other one being what I'm normally used to seeing him, like yes. you were saying, like a little bit aggro. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought it was great, and I liked that. I believe that it was two characters, which I think is hard to pull off, because yeah. you know there are, there are times where you've seen shows where one actor is playing two characters and you're like mm, you kind of look like the same character yeah. like your your personalities and even your body language mannerisms are the same and his were not abs- like he nailed it to me I will yeah. say though that like I feel like they played it up more than what I saw they, they, they did have a lot of familiarity with them like I wouldn't say they felt like split completely different personalities yeah. like maybe that's on purpose mm-hmm. yeah um, but they they definitely like it wasn't to me like they were just completely different. It was like, I can't believe this is even the same person. It, it no. still felt very familiar. I think it was supposed to feel like that because like, it is supposed to, like, they did derive from the same DNA. upbringing right. and yeah. DNA. And so, like, it's like he says in the film, like, that 
or film, huh? Show that there's just like maybe one moment that could have happened to make their entire beings different, different. later yeah. on. So yeah. I think that it was that really smart choice to play it where you could really see how they could be connected, but mm. they are completely separate people. Right. Good point, Bray. Totally agree. Um, and the other thing I think was really smart about the way this pilot was written, and the reason it was smart to cast J.K. Simmons is because. We could have been presented with either world first, right? In this version, we're presented with the worlds as it is, and the doppelganger comes in and shifts it. But there is a version of this pilot where we're existing in the doppelganger world first, and we see him enter the normal world. Mm -hmm. But what that would have meant as the viewer is seeing asshole J.K. Simmons first. first. Mm -hmm. yeah. And this is the J.K. Simmons we're so used to mm -hmm. that I think it was really smart for them to show us a version of J.K. Simmons that we're not super used to, and then bring in the version of J.K. Simmons that we're more familiar yeah. with. Good point. Right. Howard um, Silk versus Howard Prime. And there's, yes. I just want to give a shout out to this one scene where it was, they were both alone together and the nice one was offering him, I don't know what, if it was a drink or do you want something? Oh, the donut? Yeah. And, you know, he said something like, oh, you know, I wouldn't want that or no, I don't want that. Why are you asking me? Like, you know the answer. And it was like, oh, right. Ooh, I do. And it was just very distinctive between their two personalities, but also it was like a big brother mm -hmm. in a way. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of other performers in this pilot, but yeah. um, and I'll give them quickly quick credit because they deserve it. We have Olivia Williams playing Howard's wife. Um, she laid there excellently. Um, we have Harry. And, hey, and now and she has. I know, and then she's at the end. She and I know we're going to see, which was an amazing twist, and yeah, we're going to see some good. more from her. But Harry Lloyd playing Peter Quayle. Mm -hmm. We have Ulrich Thompson playing Aldrich. But for the most part, as of right now, at least this is J.K. Simmons' show. Yep. But I do like that Stars is giving sort of actors we haven't seen a lot of the chance to perform. Mm -hmm. It's kind of nice. Yeah. Um, well, that and then just the criticism that we've talked about, it just it's unfortunate because I kind of get tired of criticizing it personally, um, but just the complete lack of diversity from the people. Yeah. Um, not just racially, but gender wise, too. And it just like it kind of gets to a point where it feels like it, you got to have to go out your way to not cast a diverse crowd. You know what I mean? And yeah. again, we've, I think we've established diversity doesn't just mean African-American. You know what I mean? So I just see outside of what the nurse I think I see so many opportunities where you could have saw someone else in those positions. Yeah. Which is disappointing because it's a very good show. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like make his boss a female yeah. minority. I think this is one of the only shows I have seen that's not a super, super, super old show where think about the lines that women had. Let's count their lines. It was less than 10 between uh, all of the characters. Mm -hmm. And I mean, this was a full hour long pilot. Yeah. yeah. And under ten lines for di like several, like three over three different female characters, it, it, they they could have done better. Yeah, agreed. I agree. I do think there will be more significant female roles. I think the nature of the show is that both the assassin and the wife were intentionally left shrouded. Mm -hmm. yeah. So the hope would be that they would become major yeah. characters. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it is kind of your job in the pilot to. Get, at least give us a taste of who they are and giving our only two female regulars silence is a little bit feels like it was written by a dude but the, the exactly. villain the villain being a badass female is pretty cool though yeah I mean, that's a nice for sure and hopefully we'll get up. to know her better yeah um, I think I'm at the point where whether, whether or not it's the job of the pilot to make those moves I'm hoping we'll see more diversity to come for sure mm -hmm. but the pilot definitely lacked it there's no denying that um, go ahead Brie Oh, I thought I just heard our producer say something. But I didn't. I'm, just, I'm just a creative. It was my doppelganger. Your doppelganger. Um, one thing I will say, back to the thing about seeing actors I don't know, one thing I really like about that in television is it's great to see Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks, but sometimes, have you guys seen The Post yet? 
haven't no. seen it. So there was kind of this thing that was happening when I was watching the post where when you see an actor too much, you kind of can't lose yourself in their performances. Mm. Yeah. And I sort of felt like the post, I was watching Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks on screen give amazing performances. And it's just sometimes hard to unsee actors that are so iconic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think J.K. Simmons is doing a good job disappearing in this world. And the rest of the characters are characters I don't know. So yeah. if J.K. Simmons is the only familiar face, surrounded by faces I haven't seen, it's almost like he, too, is disappearing in this world. Yeah. So I think it can be really valuable to cast non-iconic people because you can disappear more quickly, I think, into these worlds. I agree. Um, so do we think this is a well-written show? Yeah, I mean, probably strength. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah, go ahead. I just, I really wanted to see a second episode because I always say this, but <laughs> I think I could fully tell after a second episode um, because I didn't really start liking it until 25, 30 minutes in. Mm-hmm. So I need to see more. I felt a lot of it was, you know, movement, like action. Oh, I'm going to, like, kill you. Like, guns. Like, what's happening? <laughs> I don't know. And then they started to get into it, and I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, for the writing style, again, I, I kind of referenced this again, but The Man in High Castle, it's the, the reason that I continue to um, go back to that show. Just continuous questions. Uh-huh. I'll answer this and I'll give you another question. I'll send my answer to this, I'll give you another question. Yeah. So it gets you to come back every episode. And that works for me. For other people, that's really exhausting. So it just depends. Depending on what you like in your shows, mm-hmm. the writing is good. So the writing was good for me because I love that style. That's a good point. The writing was good for me because it was like, I like solving things, mm-hmm. mysteries, and there was so much detail in the beginning. Like, why is his suitcase sealed? Why are those envelopes sealed? What are those random words you guys are talking to? And who is that guy across the... Like, there were so many things yeah. and so detail-oriented. So I was like, mm, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to solve this little mystery of the show. Um, and then it was action packed. So for me, I thought the writing was good because there was such detail to it. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I really liked about the way this show was written was it kind of intentionally was borrowing from a lot of classic spy thrillers. Like there was a sense of familiarity, I think, in what we were watching that was hearkening back to sort of classic examples of this genre. But then it was making specific choices to pull us out of that as well. So I think. It wasn't something that was so esoteric and different like The Leftovers, which is supposed to be totally its own thing. It did kind of have the mainstream spy thriller beats where it's this nameless, faceless agency with briefcases Mm -hmm. and opening. And it's like that familiarity is enough to pull in fans of classic spy stuff. Mm -hmm. But sort of the weird questions about this other world and who am I and who is this counterpart are sort of the more esoteric philosophical things that I think could draw in a different crowd. So mm-hmm. I think it was a nice hybrid and I think the writing was deliberately both borrowing and pushing back against a lot of those mm-hmm. conventions. Yeah. Um, good. Cool. We always talk about the themes of these shows too and here's what I think I was most excited about with this show. We've we've danced around it but um, do you mention The Man in the High Castle a couple times? Mm-hmm. For those who haven't seen that show it's also an alternate universe show but what it's imagining is what if um, the Allied powers lost World War II mm-hmm. so that the United States was um, half German territory, half Japanese territory. Um, a lot of times these alternate universe shows are that. What if this? What if? But what I like about this show is it's not really about what if. It's more like this is happening this is. now. Yeah. 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 Um, and the we don't know much about the alternate universe. And maybe we will, but I feel like the show is much more interested in what would happen if our worlds collided. Yeah. You know, it's more about the philosophical questions. I want to know about the other world. I want to go there. Yeah. That, yeah. That's think, what I thought, too. And why do they seem so angry? 
Like, what are you angry about? Why are we all killing each other and fighting? And that is the that? question. Yeah. It's like, what is actually happening? What's happening? Well, yeah. I think that's... Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I mean, the guys that he worked for were very scared of his doppelganger from the alternate unit. Like, there's a reason he's so scared. Right. I think they I think that's where the fun's going to happen when they go. Because I was really, I was like, I hope we don't just see it from this guy's perspective. We, yeah. yeah. And they showed it in the episode. We'll start seeing some of his perspective. But I think that's where the fun and the creativity is going to come when they go to that side, um, the other alternate universe, and we'll see really where the writing like really mm-hmm. starts to take off. I have a question for you guys. Do you think this show would have been better suited, bingeable, on Amazon, Netflix, or I mean, really any network can do it, and they do. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, that's just the mode of TV now. We're just like, we want to binge it. If I like yeah. it, I want to finish it. So. I kind of feel like it almost might work better as like a miniseries or a movie. Yeah, yeah I agree. It is tough because it's like, mm. I think the reason you tune in week after week, if it's not a binge show, is often the characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even though J.K. Simmons is doing a great job, it's much more the concept and the hook that I think are making me want to tune back in. Mm-hmm. And those are the cases when I want to binge it. And I'm at the point where I don't know if I'll keep watching the show... Because it's not really a show for me besides, like, the addictive component of it. So yeah. I think that's a really interesting question you're raising, Sam. And it kind of asks the question of, now that we have the option of both binging and episodic, what kind of television should engage in either form? Yeah. The what-ifs is, feels like an in-the-moment thing where it's yes. like, I need, to, I need to know right now, so I'm going to binge it. So mm-hmm. I, I do agree maybe it would be better, more powerful in that way. Yeah. Well, it even looks like a Netflix show a little bit. Like, yeah. I thought it looked a lot like Mindhunter. Like, it looks like something Fincher would have directed, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of yeah. dark and gray. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, unfortunately, I can see that as its downfall. People not really discovering it because they're like, what the hell is this? And they tune in and they go, they're, well, I can't watch all of them. I don't understand what's going on. So I'm not going to waste my time every week thinking about it till the next week yeah. because they don't give you enough information. I don't think to sustain people, hmm. mm. and that's just a, also I think a criticism of these the cable networks now. They yeah. need to they have to figure that mode out. Um, you know, NBC's doing what Freeform, and like I think these these networks that aren't Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, etc. need to figure out how they're going to go about doing that because times have definitely changed. I don't know. I still think that there's something to be said about having to wait till yeah. the mm-hmm. following week. I think of shows like Game of Thrones that's not coming back to 2019, yeah. and those fans are like. Rap, I, and I'm one of them. Yeah. yeah. Or I'm just like, you know what? I can wait because it's so fantastic. Yeah. And every week that I have to wait for the next episode, the next episode, I'm discussing it, I'm reading about it. So I think there's still something to be said of having to wait. And just to jump off of what you guys said a little bit, I think that this show um, came after Outlanders. Oh, that and, makes sense. And that was a like an alternate. It was more of a type, period piece type show, as but well. there's a time but travel the, component. Yes, though. and those fans, from what I've been reading online, have been jumping on this. So I think that because if you're a Stars subscriber, you're going to watch this show because it's right up your alley. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. That's really good. I didn't realize it followed Outlander. I don't know much about Outlander, but I do know it's a period piece. But the main character is from this world mm-hmm. and got sucked back. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah. That's awesome. For that's those cool. who watch Outlander, let us know if we should be watching it too. But I think that's an example of probably a really smart executive who, even though the shows feel so different, mm-hmm. clearly they're holding on to a demo in that mm-hmm. case. Yeah. It's interesting. Back to the binging question. I think Hulu did it really smart with... Um, the Runaways. 
Well, I don't know how they released that. but with Oh, actually, I was not a fan of how they released that. Sorry, go um, ahead. You're fine. I was just going to say with Handmaid's Tale. I don't know if you guys watched oh, that. Oh, but love. f- Loved it, too. First week, they released two episodes. Yeah. Second week, they released two episodes. Then the rest of the season was one at a time. Yeah. And I feel like that's sort of the hybrid model that gives those instant gratification whores like myself the chance <laughs> to watch. Yeah. But also allows the chance to kind of give you that slow burn hype momentum thing. Because I think one thing that can happen with Netflix shows, especially around awards, is that you get this really hot flash... And then it's gone. Yeah. And it kind of loses its buzz right away. Yeah. And you stay up all night wasting time because you can't turn it off because you don't have that type of self-control. So you just watch it all. Exactly. And you miss some of the details because you might be, like, delirious because you see, like, <laughs> five yeah. episodes, five hours of TV. When really, if you just watch one or two, you probably get more of the details. Yeah. That's a good point, I'm, though. I think... I'm not speaking from personal. <laughs> I sound pretty detailed. Um, I, I think that's a good point. There was a lot of... Binge, like releasing it not every week doesn't mean you have to do all at once. There's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of there's something that could be done. There's a lot of different creative ways they could go about doing it for sure. Mm-hmm. I do also wanted to say like this is the second show in a week um, where I don't think I saw a lot of marketing for it, but it came after a really popular show. So yeah. I guess that's marketing in itself. Just like Black Lightning came on after Flash last week. So yeah. I, I think that is a when you're really I think when the networks are really into the shows and believe in the shows that that, that they tend to go in that direction. But I feel like. There has to be some marketing. Like, all these new shows, they've got to do their part, too. I know mm. that you're trying to hold on to a fan base and, and a specific audience, but what about people like, like us? We would never have found this show had Jeff not recommended it. Dude, mm. what I, my question is then, I mean, I feel like with these shows, especially new shows, you're going after a target audience that you know is going to like it. And so it makes sense to me to... If Black Lightning's coming on after Flash, you know that's a similar audience. And if uh, you know this show is so similar to what's Outlander, yeah, it, it, that makes sense to me, and it, it's cost efficient. And then they can put their money towards whatever other episodes or shows they think needs more pumping. Mm. Yeah. I think that in right now the Me Too era, all of this, you know, we want to see diversity in both race and gender and sexuality. Mm-hmm. This show does not fall into what everybody is begging for. And I kind of understand why Stars wasn't like, hey, look at the billboard for our new show yeah. where it's all white people, barely white. any women. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it's I, I like the show and I think it's super creative, but I kind of understand why they're not pushing it because everyone's right. like, what the hell? Smilf looks a lot better in context of the movement than this Yes, yeah. and this yeah. was obviously better and very different than Smilf. but it was a lot better than Smilf. But it, it, very different. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. that kind of... Like, she was nominated... For so many Golden Globes this year, the uh, main actress of Smilf, and I, you know, it didn't, in my opinion, necessarily deserve it, and I just think it's just, th- you know, write it into the storyline. It's what story should be, um, and I think that is just maybe distracting from the show itself. You know, I will say, though, that the more and more we talk about it, I think maybe this is why I didn't want to criticize it. They did, like, they, the guy who got killed... Well, we already spoiled stuff. Yeah, so he got right. killed. They were in a, a, a gay bar, like, and it was obvious. You're they were right. making out in front of the camera. And so. he looked Middle Eastern or something. Yes, and he yeah. looked different. I think, I think we wanted, like you said in this era, we wanted to be very overt in how they do it, and there has to be a black and Hispanic and in the, in the characters. And I think I I am actually okay with how they went about it because I do feel like they were diverse, at least in this pilot. But they just didn't do it in a way where. We want to see it where the characters are all different races and genders. But I, I feel like they incorporated it in a unique way. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. Do you think that part of it has to do with when it was ordered? Because I read online that this was first ordered in 2015. And J.K. Uh, 
Simmons, and I always want to say Rawlings. I don't know why, because yeah. I like that. Uh, J.K. Simmons um, was already attached to the show in 2015. Mm. So maybe some of the characters and actors were already attached to the show. I don't know that for a fact. If you guys know, please do comment and let me know. Um, well, but maybe yeah. that's why there's Possibly. not as much diversity 2018 fast forward. Maybe. Yeah. I'm looking at the cast list now, and I see that Anazanin Bonatti will become a major part of the season, and I'm assuming that's not a straight white male. Um, I'm seeing <laughs> Mito Hamada, which sounds like probably someone who's not a white guy. Um, yeah, I think it sounds bad coming from the straight white male on the panel, but I wasn't really distracted or taken out of the show Same. by the lack of diversity. So. <laughs> In that sense, maybe we have to credit the pilot for at least not... I don't know. Like, I think... You're giving me a look with that. I don't know. Because I, I don't know where you're going with this. So I want to really just, pay attention. I think there, when you watch a show like Friends, mm-hmm. it does feel just so white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas I don't think a show like this is like beating its whiteness over your head. I didn't get that vibe at all. I, yeah. 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 I didn't either. I just know how audiences, the general public, like would take it. You yeah. know, preview for this show... And also, I, I think the show, the it should have been at least a two, give us two episodes right. the first week. I, because I do think you're right. There are going to be a lot of interesting, diverse people that are coming into the show. But I just think in general we needed two. And I, I think now talking about this with you guys, it brings up an interesting conversation going forward with shows is... You know, I'm weary of saying this because I don't want shows to feel like, oh, yeah, well, now we don't have to bring in these different, like, looking people to say we're diverse. But I do think diversity in how we view things can be done in a unique way. And Mm -hmm. the the way they did it, I actually kind of like, now that we're talking about it. Yeah, Yeah, having a scene with the gay bar. It all felt kind of organic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, hopefully the show will incorporate diversity in subtle ways that feel lived in rather than forced in. Right. Mm -hmm. I think that's, like, the hope with any show. Um, but for the most part, it's not like the four of us in general, five of us, because Bree as well, really liked the show. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'll be watching it. So if you guys keep watching it and love it, let me know what you think. Yeah. I just feel like I've got other shows I care about more. I'm going to yeah. save them up. Yeah. And then I'm going to like have a Sunday and watch four or five, probably in a month or so. Um, Bree, do you have any last thoughts on the plotting of Counterpoint or anything, Counterpart or anything that we've missed that you want to talk about? No, I think we hit it all. Cool. Um, what would you guys rate this out of five? I can go first if you guys want. Go I'm first. always ready. I would say a 4.3 for Jeffrey. Okay. 3.75. 4.0. I agree with you. I agree with Sam. I'm going to go 4.0 as well. 4.0. That's so funny. I rated it the highest. That happens every week. Maybe I'm too generous. But then what week was it that we were like, whoa, Shocked last week. Was oh, yeah. it last week? Well, Black Lightning? No, it wasn't Black Lightning. Oh, no, it was... The alone together. Alone together right? and like, yeah, oh, yeah, you love that one. Yeah, <laughs> I did, did love it. Um, <laughs> it's because because it's weird because you didn't even like and you wouldn't watch the show and you gave it a high. No, score. you yeah. gave another show though. You're usually the high rater, and you gave a show that all of us gave pretty decent scores. Yeah, you gave it the low. low. Yeah. I can't remember. Like, if, for those super fans, let us know. <laughs> all of you guys out there. What I did. Um, the last thing we always talk about is whether or not we think these shows will make it past their first seasons. This will be interesting. I could see this having a a really long life beyond its first season, or I could see it wanting to be this kind of contained, beautiful story. And I will say, this looks like an expensive show. Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. But Stars tends to greenlight their shows for another season. I think we'll see season two of this show, I'm guessing now. Knowing Stars' reputation, if the show makes it to the air, they'll at least give it two seasons. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think... In, it's not being called a miniseries or a limited series, and it would be an insult to J.K. Simmons, who is this huge star, to only give it one season, even if it's you know not good. I think it will be good. 
Um, so I think it will at least get two seasons, and it, I think, will be up to J.K. Simmons as to whether or not, you know, because, like, what are you going to do? Tell that guy your show is canceled? Ha ha. I'm going to beat you with my Oscar. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Um, yeah, I agree with you guys. I think that uh, it's going to go for another season for sure. That's Especially an... since they sat on it for so many years. Yeah. Cool. You um, have to use that quote somehow. Haha, I'm going to beat you with my Oscar. I'm going to beat you with my Oscar. <laughs> um, well, guys, this has been our coverage of Counterpart, the new show on Stars. We got into, a, I think, interesting discussion about a lot of things. So I'd love to hear your guys' opinions on shows that should be binged versus shows that should be released. I'd also be curious to hear your guys' thoughts on the pilot. Let us know what you thought of Counterpart. Um, great news, guys. If you loved the show as much as I think we did, you can watch the after show, which we mm-hmm. will be covering here at AfterBuzz TV. To be clear, it's not on this channel. This is our featured channel, which is our general shows. We have a vertical specifically devoted to drama television. So it's if you look... actually on our sci-fi. Ooh, sci-fi. Thank you, Bree. Um, see, again, this show is, I think, shades of each. But that's a, a good example of a good show, and I don't exactly yeah. know what genre it is. But this, we're, it's on our sci-fi channel, guys. So if you look on our homepage on this channel, you'll see eight different verticals of different categories of our AfterBuzz shows. Go to our sci-fi page for more in-depth coverage of this show. In the meantime, guys, my name is Jeff Graham. If you would like to find me online, you can do so at Jeffrey C. Graham. Bree, before we do the rest of the panel, where can they find you? You guys can find me at bfips14 on Twitter and Instagram. And Bree, thanks for your thoughts, as always. Thanks, Bree. <laughs> I am Linda Entwee. Linda is so girly all across social media. You guys can find me, Sam Davidson, at SamD43 on Twitter and Instagram and online at SamDavidsonEntertainment.com. And I'll say, I'll add, I like that you said this last week, but if you guys get confused on how to find shows mm-hmm. on After Buzz, just go to our page, search the name of the show, you'll find it that way as yes. well if you yes. get lost in all the categories. I'm D'Angelo. You can hit me up on Twitter at D'Angelo TV or on Instagram at D'Angelo. Guys, thanks so much. We love being here with you, and we'll see you next week, Wednesday at 9 p.m. Bye. Bye, guys. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 